I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's time for the most average podcast ever. It's Zach and the Nose. All right, welcome to the first installment of the Zach and the Nose podcast. We're going to be talking fantasy football with you throughout the season. Maybe some stuff in the offseason, too. Maybe a little pop culture. Maybe a little of everything in this podcast. Very excited to be with you. I'm Zach Kranz from the Joe Rose Show here on 560 WQAM. And every week we talk some fantasy football. And if you listen to the show, you know we bring on a guy named The Nose. So obviously I'll be doing this podcast with The Nose at Spencer Nose on Twitter if you want to follow him. Also during the podcast for weeks to come, hashtag ask the nose. You can always get that on Twitter and you could ask Spencer questions on Twitter as well. If we don't get to them here in the podcast or live on the show, when Spencer joins us, you could always get them through Twitter with Spencer. Hashtag ask the nose. All right. The nose Spencer nose is here with me right now. Nose. How are you, buddy? I am feeling just tremendous being in this little studio with you right now, Zach. Yeah, it's kind of tight in the studio right now. We are very close to each other, uh, but we are very close friends anyway throughout the years, so that works out nice. Uh, you are a little bit too close. I'm going to move back a little farther uh, because I do know your wife, and we go back very far, but you are a fantasy nerd. We'll get to your wife in a second and our families in a second, but you are a fantasy nerd, and when I say fantasy nerd, when everyone was starting to do fantasy back in the day, and when I mean everyone, I mean the three or four people that were doing fantasy when fantasy kind of started, Spencer, the nose, was one of those guys that was going in the box scores in the newspaper to write down yardage, to write down how many passing yards a guy had, touchdowns, interceptions, a fumble, whatever it was. He was the dork back then. He's the fantasy nerd. He's my guy. He's the nose. The nose knows. Hi, see what I did there? Spencer Nose is a fantasy expert. You've been into it for a long time. Explain to the people out there who don't believe you're a fantasy nerd why they should trust the nose. You guys know the thing called the internet? I do. World Wide Web. The World Wide Web didn't exist when I started fantasy football. So yes, as you just said, I'm taking Terrell Davis's numbers. I'm taking nice. Deuce Staley and Jerome Bettis's. I'm going to box scores. I'm adding up their yardages. I'm adding up their touchdowns. So I have been doing this since the 90s. It's been something I've been very passionate about. And I realized that I had a little, I guess, knack for it when... I started winning a lot of leagues and I started becoming a bit obsessed with it. Then I found that people needed help with it because it was very new to people where it wasn't new to me. So I started helping people and it just became a passion for mine. I started winning money for a lot of different people. And here I am now, many years later, your fantasy expert. Now, what makes normal people the fantasy nerds or the fantasy dorks or the nose or any of that is winning and winning money. And that's the whole point of this. We're not gambling on games here, but we are gambling on basically fantasy football for the season. So you want to have an expert to help you out in times where you don't know who to start, this guy or that guy, who to pick up, waiver wire. Well, guess what, folks? We're here to help. And when I mean we, I mean the nose is here to help. I am just the driver of this bus. Spencer is really the nose for this situation. So let's get into other things now. Now, I've known you for a long time. 
Obviously, uh, I know your wife for a long time as well, and uh, we go back real far. High school, we're talking about. I've known your wife since we were little kids. Is she okay with you sitting in a room this close to me for the 30 or 40 or more than that minutes that we'll be in here? So you say you know my wife. I do. Yes, from high school. Yes. Were you aware that my wife of many years lost her virginity in your bed? Uh Uh-oh. I was. Wasn't sure that you were. I... Every time I see you, Zach, the first thing I think about is that. Okay, that kind of scares me. And also, did you think about what the repercussions are going to be from you spitting this out in our first ever Zach in the Nose podcast? Because fortunately for me, I see you once in a while. I see the kids. I see your wife. Everything is good. Five, ten minutes, couple hours at dinner, whatever it is. You got to live with her. And is she going to be okay with what you just said? Hey, facts are facts. And that's how I deal with it. I just hope you cleaned your sheets. Uh, yeah, we did uh, many times after that. That's another uh, podcast all by itself right there. But let's get into some fantasy football talk like we will do with you uh, here every week on the Zach and the Nose podcast. Okay, so little things that are going to happen here in the podcast going forward. At the end of every podcast, or very close to the end of every podcast, we'll get a Nose Pick of the Week. It's the Nose Pick of the Week. One pick that Nose loves for this week. And listen, we're going to hold him accountable. If it's good, we picked a nose. We got some nose candy. Nose candy. If it's bad, a nose bleed. Uh-oh. Nose bleed. So we will do that every week. We're going to hold the nose accountable no matter what happens. And one thing we'll be doing here every week on the podcast is we'll be asking the nose who passes the sniff test and who fails the sniff test for this week. Let's start off with passing the sniff test. Who passes the sniff test? So what we're going to do, Zach, is I'm going to give you three recommendations from... The quarterback position, the running back position, the wide receiver position on who passes the sniff test. And then we're going to discuss who fails the sniff test. That is correct. So I'm going to give you some recommendations, and we're going to find out if this is nose candy or nosebleed. So let's start off with some quarterbacks, shall we? Let's do it, yes. All right, let's jump right in. Well, I'm going to start off with the first player I recommend to some name that is quite familiar and personal to you. And that is Matty Ice Ryan. Oh, love it. For those who you don't know, Zach's got a wonderful one-year-old son, well, in a few days. And that's right. That's by right. the time any of you are listening to it, it could be his birthday. That's right. Correct. Matty Ice is going to shred the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm, I'm talking about a complete lambasting. I have Matty Ice ranked number two overall out of all fantasy quarterbacks this week, with only one player ahead of him, and that's Mr. Tom Brady. Of course. Okay. So let's just talk about how bad, statistically, the Bucks are. They are the worst rush, excuse me, pass defense in the league. You got Julio Jones, you've got Calvin Ridley, and you've got Mohamed uh, Sanu with a little side of that tight end Hooper, Austin Hooper. Love him. Yeah, you should. He's pretty decent. This is going to be a shootout in Hotlanta. I love Matty Ice. Julio Jones is going to have a big game. I'm expecting 350 yards and three touchdowns. That type of performance, one of the best performances of the year so far. So we're going to start off with ourselves a little Matty Ice. I like that. Very good. All right, what else you got quarterback-wise? Well, since you had a little something personal for you, I'm going to have something a little personal for me. I like it. I'm scared to hear what this is going to be. This player uh, suffers from a disease that my daughter actually has. It's called gingivitis. (laughs) It's a very serious disease, fellas. It's um, one where a, a, a kid has red hair and pale skin and freckles. 
And that person is Andy Dalton, the Red Rocket for week two. Sorry, Julie. You have no soul, and we all know it. <laughs> anyway, so that's, he's Andy Dalton's playing the Steelers defense at home. Again, another game where it's going to be a shootout. Right now, the Steelers' defense are giving up monster plays. With A.J. Green and Tyler Boyd, I expect the Red Rocket to have a monster game. So many of you are saying, okay, well, all right, I have Andy Dalton, but I also have a really good quarterback, let's say Aaron Rodgers. Well, there's certain players, obviously, you have to start. You're starting Aaron Rodgers in that situation. But if you have a guy like Andrew Luck, for example, who obviously is a great quarterback, he doesn't have the weapons. I would be starting Andy Dalton over someone like Andrew Luck. So what you could do is, if you don't know, tweet me at Spencer Knows or hashtag Ask the Knows on Twitter. I have Andy Dalton and X, this player. Who do I start? I'm going to answer you rather quickly. But Andy Dalton this week at home in a shootout versus the Steelers is a beautiful play. And now the last quarterback I'm recommending this week, and again, it's all relative to who else your other starter is, but if you have someone like Drew Brees on a bye, or if you have Matthew Stafford on a bye, and you're looking for a replacement for this week, I actually love the rookie Sam Darnold going against the miserable, awful, pathetic 28th-ranked defense that the Colts have makes Darnold a very tasty start. You saw last week, you're starting to connect with Robbie Anderson on some big plays. He already has a great rapport with Quincy Inunua. I like Sam Darnold going for a big 275 yards and two to three touchdowns this week. All right, so those are the quarterbacks that are passing the sniff test this week. How about a couple running backs in your eyes that'll pass the sniff test this week for you? Well, I got two running backs this week who are going to be going into a city that has a lot of big and ugly yellow teeth and a lot of fish and chips. That's right. We're talking about the Raiders are playing against the Seahawks in London. I happen to love both of their running backs, so let's break that down real quick. Chris Carson is going against the Raiders' rush defense, and this should be a real, real big win for Chris Carson. He's coming off a 118-yard performance against a really good defensive line in the Rams, you know, all-pro after all-pro over there. What does that mean? That means he's going to have a heck of a day against the Raiders' defense who can't stop anything right now. So I love the Seahawks. Uh, rush offense with Chris Carson. Then on the other side, I love Marshawn Lynch this week. I'm here so I won't get fined. Rudin completely abandoned the run last week, having only Lynch carry the ball nine times for 31 yards. Oh, Gruden, you're completely embarrassing yourself. You might have wanted to stick back into that studio on Monday Night Football with that cushy job. It's a nice studio, too. I would have probably stayed there, too. Well, the Seahawks' rush defense, believe it or not, is ranked 29th in the NFL. We all think of Seattle of being the Legion of Boom, that, that great defense with Bennett on the That's defensive done, line. Huh? It's done. 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 They're 29th against the run. I, again, a lot of fantasy football's logic. If I'm John Gruden, I'm establishing the run. So... Lynch is going to get his this week. So I love Chris Carson, Marshawn Lynch, Yellow Teeth, Fish and Chips, Margaret Thatcher. Last starting running back. You probably know one knows his first name. I didn't know how to look it up, but Javorius Buck Allen. Love him. I mean, the guy's name is Buck. Buck. The you got to start the guy, right? right. Buck Allen is um, basically... 
the, if you have Alex Collins, Buck Allen is your nemesis because Alex Collins is a player that I happen to love. He's from South Florida. He had his whole mother issue and ended up going to Arkansas, then all over the place. But anyway, right now, Buck Allen is getting the goal line carries. And that's a big deal because they've had the ball in the red zone a lot. So if they are in a down in the game, it's going to be the Buck Allen show because Alex Collins has stone hands. He can't catch the ball. And on top of it, if he's getting the goal line carries, he's been getting the touchdowns. This guy I've been watching every week is the heart and soul of this offense. And I really like him against a bad Titans rush defense that is ranked 26th against the rush this year. So you put two and two together. He's a player that's on people's bench. There's flex positions that are open. I'm telling you to start Buck Allen. All right, wide receiver-wise, it's a big position, especially with teams that have, if you're in a league that has PPR or half-point PPR, big, big position to pass the sniff test. Who are some guys this week in this big week coming up for fantasy football that pass the nose sniff test? Okay, I wanted to give a DFS shout-out this week because DFS, Daily Fantasy Leagues, are really taking over and a lot of people play, so I did want to... uh, Give a recommendation. On I like it. Yeah, I like sure. it. So, yes, it's an obvious name, and yes, it's a tier one wide receiver, but I love Keenan Allen this week. He's been a little quiet for what I would say is a premier wide receiver one in the league. He's a little cheaper than he has been based off his last per you know few weeks production. So I got this really good feeling he's going to be targeted early and often against this Browns defense that's just really, really rough right now in the secondary. Everybody's scoring on him. So I'm just wanting to make this little call that Keenan Allen's going to have a monster game. So if it's, you have DFS options, and yes, there's some really good wide receivers out there, I'm betting on Keenan Allen this week. The next wide receiver that we already discussed a little bit is Mohamed Sanu. Again, the NFC South, I cannot say this more, defenses are just so, so terrible. The Buccaneers... I just don't know how they were held on to Mike Smith, their defensive coordinator, still. It's just mind-blowing to me. It must be a long contract. It must be something because they can't stop a thing. So you have Calvin Ridley and you have Julio Jones. But I'm telling you, every week, Mohamed Sanu is producing. Pick him up if he is there. He is startable. Not just startable, but he's a nose recommendation this week because, as I just said earlier, I think Matty Ice is going to have 350-plus yards. That means Mohamed Sunu is going to get his. Jumping off to the side of the road for one second since you brought him up, Calvin Ridley surprised you with how he's playing so far and how he's getting he – Just it's like he's being targeted in the red zone almost every time he's there. I'm not sure on him still. Now, obviously, he started off hot. And I mean, I, if you had him so far, you're happy. But I'm saying going forward, it could be different, right? No, I, I actually – there's obviously nothing wrong with him. And if you have him, you, you're starting him, especially this week, you're starting him against the Bucks defense. But I want everyone to sort of – uh, scale back their expectations because the touchdowns just were crazy early Ridiculous. and often. And I know Julio Jones is this, you know, another Alabama. They're both he's a Alabama. yardage machine, but he's not a touchdown machine, Julio Jones. <laughs> and and he has never been. So Calvin really might keep this going. Just know a bad stinker or two are coming, but not this week. Oh, if you have a Calvin Ridley, you're starting. God, the Buccaneers, I could talk it all day long. They are the worst secondary I have They're seen poop, in a yeah. long time. Poop. All right, back on the train. Who Who's passing the sniff test wide receiver? Wide? Last one I'm going to give to you. I'm going to try to not butcher his name. Marquez Valdez Scantling. What happened? Exactly. Do you know the pride of the South Florida 
Bulls football team is the second wide receiver now on the Green Bay Packers. Hollywood somewhere is smiling, probably with his pants off, yes. Well, you know I'm all about targets and the opportunity to get the ball. If I haven't said it, and I'm going to be repeating it often on this podcast, wide receivers about targets. If you're getting the opportunities, you're going to get the fantasy points. Well, if you want action on your Monday Night Football, I'm going out there and I'm recommending Valdez Scantling, who had double-digit targets last week and is a clear number two now for A.A. Ron. With Adams going to get double-teamed, this just means a logical statement that he's going to get the ball. And so on Monday Night Football, which I know I've always had this little thing, like if I'm 50-50 between two players, man, I want to enjoy my Monday night and have that chance maybe to win my league or Maybe I'll just get extra points if I've already won. This is just a guy that I think is on the rise because of the lack of depth there. He does look like he has the talent to uh, make himself look good, make Aaron Rodgers look good. All right, now we're on to one of the most important parts of this podcast, which we'll do each week. Who fails the sniff test? It's nice to hear who's going to pass the sniff test each week, but failing the sniff test is much worse. So give me some quarterbacks, give me some running backs, give me some wide receivers. Who fails the sniff test this week? Who fails the sniff test? You can't start Derek Carr. Can't do it. Now we're going to go how I said you got to start Lynch because, you know, Lynch is going against a bad rush defense. Well, Seattle, they still have a little bit of that secondary action left. I hate Derek Carr this week. They're sixth against the pass this year, which is a great thing. In England, coming off another bad week, I just don't find any way where you could put him in your lineup. It's just a guy that you need to bench right now. And John Gruden doesn't even want to go out to London. He basically made it clear in one of the press conferences he's not happy about going out there. So he's going to want that game to be over quickly. And how do you do that? You run the ball. Look at that. I'm dissecting stuff. I'm not that smart. Not all the time, but right there, I kind of like what I just did. He keeps throwing the guy under the bus. What are you doing, Gruden? This is not 1995 anymore. You know, it's just a, it's not the same. I, I just, what I'm trying to say is I think the game's passed them. But anyway, that's another story. Only nine more years on that contract, so that's good for the Raiders. So the next guy uh, is Dak Prescott. He's going against the best defense in the league, and that's the Jacksonville Jaguars. They are the number one defense. Dak Prescott is simply not startable. And so if you are, if you have him in your lineup right now, please tweet at me, and I will give you another option. Hint. Sam Darnold over Dak Prescott. Wow, I like it. Yeah, there's just no no reason to, to start him. Lastly, the Titans are playing at home against the Ravens, who are the second-best defense in the NFL. The Titans are just not that good. They started off hot. They beat the Eagles. They were feeling good. Mike Frabel, new coach. Their defense looks better. But Marcus Mariota is just going to get rocked against this Ravens defense. I hate everything about the Titans offense. Everything. So, if you're starting Marcus Mariota for some reason, it's a bad play. Again, hint, Sam Darnold. That's amazing. The rookie quarterback from the Jets. Amazing. Any more quarterbacks, or are we going right to running backs at this point? We're going to go right to running backs, and I'm just going to go right back to that theme. Did you just hear me say that I hate the Titans this week? Yes. Okay, well, I'm going to go Patrick Swayze and Demi Moore on you in Ghost. Ditto. Ditto. Taylor, ditto. That was Ditto. Ditto. On Derrick Henry. <laughs> oh, if you drafted Derrick Henry, you are not happy so far. You were happy when you drafted him. What the hell's happened since? Right. That's when, you know, you look at your team and you're like, everyone loves their team at the beginning. I got Derrick Henry. Did you see what he did last year at the end of the year? Roping off 70-yard runs. Oh, my God. He's going to be the best next year. And then you drafted him and this happens. He's been a disaster. 
I still want to believe in him towards the end of the year because that's what kind of running back he is, that he's going to be the guy who's over time going to get better. But for this week, do not start him against the Ravens. Get off my train. (laughs) The next running back I don't recommend is your Miami Dolphins because this is a local South Florida podcast. But Kenyon Drake, he's just awful so far. And I I think it's your uh, coach's Adam Gaze's problem. Well, that's, you know, listen, you you hear the show during the week, the Joe Rose show. We talk about that all the time. And obviously they've been in the news the last week for that. But Kenyon Drake, more than likely, if you were in a full season league and not a daily league, I'm guessing Kenyon Drake went in the first four rounds, maybe in the first three rounds of your draft, and he was almost up there with some of the Tier 1 guys because of how he ended the season. One of the greatest teases we've seen in a long time for this Dolphins team. And, yes, I did draft Kenyon Drake on one of my teams, and I was expecting big numbers, and he sucked. And he's going to continue to suck this week. He's going against the Bears, who have the number one rush defense in the league led by Khalil Mack, who is obviously the best defensive player in the league right now. But this is what really bothers me, and um, I don't understand it, but he's rushed the ball 14 times. Oh, last week, right? In the last three games. Come on. Again, I'm not a great math student. My SAT score was embarrassing. But that all three being games, said, fourteen carries, carry the ones. Yes, Zach, less than five times. That's, yeah, that yeah. is correct. Yeah. So you got a guy who's starting for the Dolphins. He's got Gore back there. He's getting the ball less than five times per week over the last Jeez. three weeks. Yes, he had himself a nice catch last week for a, so he got yourself some fantasy points. But I just don't see it happening again right now. So I'm telling you to keep Kenyon Drake on your bench this week until proven otherwise. And now the last one is just a more of a generality. I don't like any of the Green Bay running backs this week. This is another situation where I believe the other AA run on that team, Aaron Jones, should be the starter. He's got all the talent in the world. Let him free, please. But so far, he has not been let free. And right now, you got yourself a situation where you have Jamal Williams still getting plenty of uh, plenty of carries. You got Ty Montgomery getting carries, and you have Jones. That's a th- that's three players, Zach. When you have three running backs, you really don't have one, right? That's, is that basically what the you know it's the same thing with the backup quarterback. When you have two good backup quarterbacks, you really don't have one real good starter. I hate the running back by committee, although it's like that a lot in the NFL now. But with that team, you would think that you'd have one guy as a stud, and then you have three guys that are all kind of half duds at that point. From what the reporting is saying, that Aaron Jones isn't blocking. And so... So he's out on pass protections. He's done. That's a big problem. Yeah. But he's the best rusher there. But you have Aaron Rodgers on a bad knee, and he needs to be protected. Absolutely. That's the number one thing. So if he's not doing his protection reads, he won't play. So... Green Bay running backs in general on Sunday on Monday Night Football against San Francisco's seventh-best rush defense, I'm just putting all of them on the bench. That's, that's one of those Monday Night games where I don't want any of those players. I want nothing to do with it. And maybe one of those players will come out and break out. But until that happens, I'm done with them. All right, wide receivers that are failing the sniff test this week. It's time to keep Michael Crabtree out of your lineup. Wow. It's a big name. Been a while since he's been really good. You know, he's not in Oakland anymore. Uh, but this is now the John Brown show in Baltimore, and Crabtree is simply, you know, a shell of his former self against a solid Titan secondary. Not good on the rush side, but on a good secondary, he screams four catches for 38 yards. That's what Michael Crabtree is right now. And is that somebody you want starting? 
The upside on him is so little. He does not go down the field. He's a pure possession guy. He can get your lucky touchdown, but he hasn't gotten them so far this year, maybe only one. So I'm telling you right now, Crabtree needs to be on your bench. The next guy, and we're going with a theme here, it's just crush Gruden day. Uh, Jordy Nelson is that name where people feel comfortable putting him in your lineup because of the name Jordy Nelson, and he had a really big game against the Dolphins. But again, this is the week not to start him against that secondary with the Seahawks. It's just a guy who's not going to get the targets. And so if he's on your bench and you're like, I have a flex spot, I'm just telling you to look elsewhere. Again, ask the nose. I'll help you out with another option. Last but not least, Devin Funches, who was the number one wide receiver in Carolina, uh, is going against the Redskins this week, and Josh Norman is going to be one-on-one with him. Pretty good player, Josh Norman, yeah. Pretty good player. So a little talking, a little talking. Yeah, he yeah. loves to talk, boy. Loves to talk. I don't think his um, performance so far this year has backed up that talking, but going against his former team, this is when I think he's going to step up. Devin Funches, you know, he's just not that great either. So yeah. you put the combination of, but people start him because he gets targets. He's a wide receiver course, one. Yeah. Not this week, gentlemen and ladies. Josh Norman, I got you covering him pretty good. So that is the last wide receiver I say, keep on your bench. All right, so we got all the pass-the-sniff test guys, and we got some of the fail-the-sniff test guys. One position we didn't bring up, and one position that uh, gets brought up a lot in the league, and uh, the tight end position. Where are you on tight ends this week, tight ends going forward? I know there's not – there's like an elite top when you have Kelsey, when you have a Gronk. It used to be Jimmy Graham, guys like that. But where do you go now with tight ends? Uh, give a couple, maybe a good one, maybe a bad one. What has the nose got tight end-wise this week? Dallas Clark's not going through this locker He's room. He's not? Right. No, oh, no. man. That- I think Dallas Clark single-handedly won me – a couple fantasy football leagues back in the day, I had the combo of Peyton and Dallas, and that was like one of the first things I loved to draft. I love to have the combo thing, and we'll get into that maybe in later podcasts of drafting the quarterback and like the number one wide receiver or that tight end. But tight end-wise specifically for this week coming up, who do you like, who do you not like? Give a recommendation or two. Who's passing kind of the sniff test tight end-wise? Well, you're t- you were just talking about stacking players. There's nothing like your quarterback stack to a wide receiver or tight end, and when they both hit, there's just nothing more fun. Oh, double strike. Just, oh, it's the best. Okay, so the tight ends in general. Well, I'm, I'm going to just pat my back for a second because I've been on the Joe Rose show the last Absolutely. few weeks. I keep saying Eric Ebron is a must-pick-up and start. I've given that advice to a lot of people, and... I'm feeling good about it, all right? That, that's good one nose of, pick right there, right? A little, a little nose candy for you. Yeah, yeah, a little nose candy. Nose candy. Keep starting them. Right now, this is this is a must start. I mean, it's the same team we were talking about. Instead of Peyton Manning to uh, Dallas, Dallas Clark. Clark, it's just Andrew Luck to Eric Ebron. If you guys don't remember, Ebron was drafted 10th overall by the Detroit Lions to be a tight end star there. Didn't work out. Had some issues there. Now he's got a fresh start in Indianapolis. And right now, he's ranked number two amongst all tight ends what behind, you know, right behind Travis Kelsey. So I love Eric Ebron. But the one player that I'm sure is on your waiver wire right now and who is a must-pick up at start this week is Harvard's finest, Harvard, Cameron Brait. Wow. Okay, so O.J. Howard's out for a few weeks, and right now, Jameis Winston, well, for the last few years, has had a great rapport with him. He's a really good tight end. You have no O.J. Howard. You're going against an awful Falcons secondary who is completely depleted by injuries. 
This is going to be the Cameron Brait show. So my tight end now, I gave you the Eric Ebron. I'm sure he's not on any fantasy waiver wires. Pick up Cameron Brait. This is a pick him up and start him tight end in a position that has a lot of injuries and a lot of mud out there. Give him a go. I'm a big fan. And the other one that I'm going to say is Austin Hooper. He's a sneaky start this week Love in the it. same game against the Buccaneers. That just awful, awful defense. The two tight ends in that game I'm expecting. The wide receivers in that game. God, am I predicting a high-scoring game or what? I love it. I love that stuff. Okay, with all that said, I want to kind of derail again from from how we do the, the podcast, and you'll see that soon. Lots of text this week. Lots of chatter this week. Up in Jacksonville, Leonard Fournette. This was a top pick in every season-long league. We're talking minimum top 10 pick, probably a lot sooner than that, maybe a top five or six, depending on the league you're on and how invested you are in running backs. Leonard Fournette, what is the story there? What's the story with TJ Yeldon? And did I just see that Jamal Charles was picked up by Jacksonville also? Try to dissect the Jacksonville running back situation just for a second because I am – baffled, if I could use that word, with what's going on there in Jacksonville. Charles, it's me, buddy. I had to get that in there. The Charles in charge was just <laughs> one of my favorite shows. Jamal Charles is a non-factor. He's being picked up to uh, be a backup. You know, last year he was in Denver. That didn't work out. So that's meaningless. Oh, but what to do with Leonard Fournette is the hot topic right now in fantasy. And I have a recommendation for you. Of course I do. Okay, here's what we're doing with Leonard Fournette. If you have Leonard Fournette, you drafted him, likely as Zach said, anywhere between 6th and 13th overall in your fantasy league to be your horse, to be that guy that is going to carry the ball 20 to 25 times a game, break one like he did his rookie year, and everybody was just so excited over Fournette. Well, he's hurt, and guess what? He was hurt last year, and the year before, and in high school, he came out of the womb hurt. Unfortunately... He's the chronic injury guy, and I've always had a name for it, and it's ironic that the player who I'm going to name after him played for the same team. But if you guys are fantasy players for many years now, Freddie Taylor from the Jacksonville Jaguars was the sexiest pick you could take in your draft because he, with one cut, could be 80 yards and gone, and Fournette's not different. But gentlemen and ladies, again, there's one big problem. They couldn't stay on the field. And I'm telling you right now, I have a lot of experience in knowing Leonard Fournette. I've been paying attention to his career since high school. He cannot stay on the field at all. So what do you do? You're probably, again, in the bottom of your standings if you drafted him because that's just the nature of the beast. Here's what you're going to do. You're going to go to the first place team in your league. You're going to see that they obviously have players and they have talent and they have depth. You're going to offer them Leonard Fournette for two players. Two starters. And don't get crazy. Don't go after their best player. But like maybe like a James White and a Calvin Ridley, for example. I go, of course I'm making this stuff up. But I just wanted to say you're not going after their top players. But two completely legitimate starters. And you're going to convince that team in the first place that one of those two guys that's on their bench, they don't need them. But when Leonard Fournette comes back, you're going to put in another first-round draft pick to lead you to the championship. That's the sale job on that. Because you can't hold on to Leonard Fournette because he's out this week. And I'm telling you, he's going to be out next week. And if he comes back, he's going to be out the week after. This is what you drafted. I'm sorry to tell you that, but it's still early enough. We're in week six. Go to that first place team and sell the dream of Fournette being in their fantasy playoffs team. 
that's what you're going to do. And then we'll talk about next year how you're going to have to draft TJ Yeldon if you draft or whoever his backup is. And I happen to like TJ Yeldon, but if you have Fournette and don't have TJ Yeldon, this is what you must do. Yeah, you're pretty screwed at that point. All right, on to one of my favorite parts of the weekly segment we do with you on the Joe Rose Show as well. Uh, you can catch those every week with us on the Joe Rose Show, usually now on Wednesdays so we can get you ready for the waiver wire and the Thursday night stuff and everything going on for the week. The nose pick of the week. It's the nose pick of the week. So the nose pick of the week is the one guy out of the entire league that I'm going to say this is a must start. This is the guy you have to have in your lineup. And sometimes the nose pick of the week is a guy that, yeah, maybe it's a little obvious, but not to everybody it is. So I'm going to tell you this is a must start this week. And if he's on your bench, get him in your lineup. And for this week, it is with a little South Florida angle, American Heritage's finest, the Georgia Bulldog, Sony Michelle. Okay, so Sony Michelle started off a little slow. But the last two weeks has exploded on the scene with Rex Burkhead out. Yes, James White is back there. Yes, James White is a must-start in all fantasy leagues. But I'm also telling you there's enough balls to go around that Sony Michelle has to be in your lineup. He's going against the Chiefs this week where I'm expecting to, there to be a shootout. But he's going to get his. He's going to get at least 19 carries. He's going to have 125 yards. And he's going to get in the end zone. So do not fear James White being there. You can get both of those guys in your lineups. I know most don't have them in the same league, so I just wanted to be clear. If you have James White in another league, you're starting him too. But Sonia Michelle is a must-start, and when this week is ends, he's going to be what is considered a running back one total. Wow, yeah, that's very interesting, the situation they have there. All right, so the nose pick of the week this week, Sonny Michelle, local boy down here from South Florida. Okay, so every week we're going to do this podcast. If you do have questions for the nose, always you could ask him on Twitter at Spencer Nose. Hashtag also ask the nose. So if Spencer can't get to it right away, we could always answer it here on the podcast. We'll have all his picks that he did this week for next week. We'll give him the nosebleed. We'll give him the nose candy award, whatever it is for the week. The nose pick of the week's always big for us as well. But true, true, true. Get on Twitter. Get on social media. Ask the nose. Hashtag ask the nose, and we'll get to as many questions as we can there. At Spencer Nose on Twitter as well. Follow him on Twitter. You could follow him here on the show as well when we do the Joe Rose show when he comes on each week. And the podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast and get it every single week. Nose, good job week one for you, buddy. Or week one of the podcast. Really, what, week six of the NFL season at this point. Now I have to go home. Good luck. And I have to find out what my fate is. Mama knows not going to be happy. You should probably fast forward to uh, when we start doing the picks when she wants to hear the podcast and just tell her, you know, the minutia in the beginning, it's not a big deal because I'm guessing uh, you, the nose is going to sleep on the couch when she hears the beginning of it. And uh, Zach's going to be in trouble also. It's better than her being in your bed with your best friend. Well done. Great point there. Zach and the Nose Podcast Volume 1 is now in the books. We'll talk to you again next week. Make sure you follow my man at Spencer Nose on Twitter. For ask him any questions you have for fantasy. He'll get back to you right away because he is a fantasy nerd and he sits on Twitter all day long. There you go for that. We'll see you next week. Be good, my friends.
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.